0: of Say Something Interesting, a podcast that comes out at you from eastern Washington, where the tumbleweeds are a-blowing.
1: They are a-blowing. <laughs> I'm Brent, and this is Margo. Yep. And we are both pastors at Eastlake Tri-Cities, and this is our weekly follow-up podcast. Kind of an extra chance to be able to rehash a little bit about what was talked about on the weekend, but also just things that are interesting in our lives. We call it Say Something Interesting, which, by the way, did you know that Justin Timberlake's new song is called Say Something? Um, and, Wasn't one, that the
0: other song was like, say something, I'm really Well, that's on there too, <laughs> but
1: um, on his new CD has a song, and I was like, we should change our theme song to be, but it's kind of like a...
0: We'd probably get more likely to get copyright get infringement than yeah, the little known indie band or somewhat known indie band that we are not mention. That mentioning. we are not going
1: to mention. But that we th- appreciate the <laughs> music's great. Thank you for Don't your sue music.
0: Don't
1: us. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Justin Timberlake would probably be a little bit more like, uh, I need a dollar at least for every every play <laughs> for every play that you every uh, every person that listens which would be at like five dollars so <laughs> that'd be a huge cost and we can't afford at this point unless we get a sponsor um so we're,
0: we're in the middle of a series
1: yeah well almost like towards the end of it like yes. we have one more week but yeah we're over
0: the over the hill
1: over the hump of it uh, a series called it's complicated a series on relationships and uh talking through the complicated nature that is all of our different relationships and uh yeah. Kind of exciting stuff. Uh, we talked about a passage from First Peter uh, chapter five, which you mentioned is one of your favorite verses. It is. You want to quote it from memory? Just for...
0: oh, I, I think I can do it. <laughs> no, the pressure's therefore, on. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, so that He will, in due time, lift you up. Cast all your cares on Him, because He cares for you. There you go. crush like it. That, yeah. Look at you.
1: We didn't <laughs> even practice that. The I, Margo, I threw you on the Margo the spot. translation. Yeah, yeah, it's close enough. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, and then we also kind of link that back to a difficult passage in Psalm uh, 55, which I love reading through the Psalms because I always, I've done it like probably two or three times since we've done East Lake. I'll be like, "Hey, have you ever actually read the Psalms? Like, have you ever thought that the Bible's pretty G-rated? I mean, there's a plenty of stuff in there that's definitely and then not.
0: shortly after it, Song of Solomon. <laughs> yeah,
1: definitely not. Uh, and then you read kind of like this angry angry, bitter stuff from the book of Psalms. In fact, I remember about a year or two ago when we first started doing Psalms in between the songs, um, I had um, some awesome people who are uh, like total East Lakers at heart, love it, want to continue to, you know, are, are passionate about making sure that this is a place for people who uh, aren't really into church going, are we sure we want the Psalms up there? Like there's a couple that you've put up there, Brent, that are like super dark and I, gnashing of teeth. I wanted to push back and be like, I, I think that people can associate that with, um, with scripture. I think it opens the eyes of, wow, okay, maybe I, I don't, maybe I have a perception of the Bible that's not really actually true. Maybe it's a little bit uh, more, pretty integrated into reality than I, I was aware of, and, and I may not like, a, uh, like sign on to that extreme of a. A circumstance, but I've definitely felt that. In fact, one of the things that we said in this chapter 55 was this person who feels betrayed by this close friend ends up saying, God, send them to hell, which is basically our modern way of saying to hell with them, which, you know, at some point, if you've ever been hurt by a friend, a close friend, um, you've kind of felt that and been there and experienced that emotion in that way. Um, so it, it was just a fun little passage to be able to kind of work through and talk through and i I, it was interesting because i felt like I, i introduced a problem at the very beginning of what do you do with your box and then we kind of went on this long side trail about how is how does humility towards god um have anything to do with my box um and yet the 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 end game was that verse that first peter concludes with that also matches up in 55 of you know, you are called, we are called. Every single one of us is in a spot where God invites us to cast our anxieties and our troubles onto him. And uh, then in due time, he lifts us up. That's the promise that's made. And we don't know what due time means, but um, that's what humility towards God looks like. And that's what full trust in that kind of relationship looks like. So um, yeah, it was uh, a really fun, kind of a a darker turn than especially week one. Week one was... <laughs> yeah yeah. Everybody's on board and wondering where the Bible is. And then for the last two weeks all <laughs> I've done is talk about the Bible. So <laughs> no more complaints about that, I guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, What are you talking about? Yeah. Right. Just in case this is our little our little pro tip. When you guys write notes or write back to your person that you came to church with, like, this place is awful on your note sheet. And then you turn in your note sheet.
1: Yeah. We read those guys. <laughs> We take pictures Some of your drawings. Some of you drawings, guys are
0: squirming and just feeling and uncomfortable right we now. We
1: read all of the note sheets. We want that's our only feedback loop whatsoever. So we are always like, oh, you know what? What came in the comments? What so came next in the time you have something
0: bad to say, Carl, you can say it to our face. <laughs>
1: it's a guy named Carl, so out there going. How did they know, <laughs> Carl? Speaking of which, Walking Dead's back. Oh. Last night, I didn't get to watch it yet, but it's back.
0: I can't. I can't do it. Oh, you're too far behind. No, well, it's not even too far behind. Zombie stuff just gives me nightmares. No. Like, I can be sitting and watching it and feeling perfectly fine. Yeah. But I do not sleep well, so it's too much. Too much for the Margo.
1: Yeah. No, I we, I do fine with it, but anyways. So
0: humility. Yep. Being humble towards people. I loved to kind of go off your thing, talking, sharing the salty psalms, the psalms mm-hmm. that are showing, like, true emotion and how that's actually really beneficial as a believer. Because sometimes when you go to church— and you read these, like, the Lord is your strength, and mm-hmm. all these, like, verses that are just so, like, you should be happy and joyful. And this can... one doesn't
1: look good on a meme on Facebook. <laughs> Nobody makes a meme. It's, a not Psalm a
0: it's not a shareable image for your Instagram. Right. It's not an inspirational quote. But what it is, is it's showing that, yes, even people that are considered heroes of the faith in the Bible struggled and had. People screw them over mm-hmm. and treat them horribly and did not necessarily respond right away or at least internally with, well, God is my strength and yeah, I'm going to get through this and learning to dance in the rain. Like they really had anger and frustration. And so when that comes up in our lives, we don't have to think, well, that's it. I'm a lost cause because this is really bothering me because this really bothered David and things really bothered Moses and things really bothered Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: there was a word choice in the middle of the psalm that I think was so important. I spent a little bit of time on it, but I probably could have done even more, um, where it said they broke their covenant with me. Mm. Um, and it, it, a covenant, we know, means like sort of a promise, but like it's more than a pinky swear, right? Like um, a covenant is it has like a sacred overtone to it. It feels... As much as we
0: don't sign things in blood, like, this is the closest thing. Like, the biggest commitment and... It feels more than a
1: signature on a contract. Signature on a contract is like, hey, I'm going to do my best... Now that we have lawyers and loopholes. ...to make sure I deliver the products at the time that we specified. And if I don't, then, you know, there's going to be some payment plans and some structures and and I feel bad and I'm so sorry that I couldn't come through for you and, and whatever. But a covenant is... You do it based on not their ability to deliver goods, but who they are as a person, right? Their yeah. character as a person. And so when they fail you, it's like debilitating. We've all had people who um, we we know who have, um, well, one of the reasons divorce is so hard is because you've been betrayed not just by a person, but by somebody who you trusted in. Like, If I can't trust somebody like that, then... What good is in the world? That's Mm -hmm. that becomes the question. Like I'm I am distrustful of everybody. It begins to shape everything. Um, If
0: you had a parent that was really toxic, there's this unspoken covenant that when you are a parent, you're supposed to nurture your child and take care of them and be a support to them. But if your parent was not that there, there's this inherent brokenness being Mm -hmm. like there is something like there's a betrayal of relationship in this. And that's kind of what broken covenant feels like.
1: Yeah. And I think it's interesting because, um, there are a few people in every one of our lives that have achieved a level of, uh, influence over us. Like, uh, I remember John Maxwell used to talk about the five levels of influence, right? Uh, they have positional authority over you. Uh, they have, uh, they, um, it's not, it, who are the people so like closest like it's, it's to you a that, boss would, that yeah. You know, you have to listen to them, right? Then there's people that you choose to, live, like an advisor level. I don't know them personally, maybe, but like I respect them. But then there's a few people that get to that personhood level, and they just who they are as a person um, means that they have authority or influence over my life. And you will have very few of those in your life because there's just not enough. Uh, uh, It's hard enough to trust people. Yeah, um, you can't trust everybody at the same level. You trust certain people more than others. And if somebody in that level five personhood has a moral failure through their career or um, something that just comes out of the blue and you're like, all of a sudden there's like this dark side about them that you never knew. Like you go through a reality check you're like i don't even know it's like distorted reality i don't even know it's real anymore and Mm -hmm. that's what's described in this like this person broke their covenant with me Mm -hmm. and everything now that i thought was like one and one doesn't feel like two anymore Um, I don't know what it is I have so many questions about everything and so I carry that distrust into so many different relationships and so therefore I'm really angry and I'm really bitter and so I can say these types of things that probably are really dark and um, and you know not
0: and it probably even even saying that it probably didn't he probably was like this doesn't even cover it. Because I know sometimes when you're, like, writing in your journal or trying to, like, let things off your chest, like, usually you, like, spew all of that emotion out. And there's still, like, a part of you saying, like, doesn't even cover the depth of my pain or my hurt or my betrayal. Yeah. Um. But one of the things I I, I love that it's included in, in the biblical canon because it shows that, like, God is not just a God of people that have it all together and never have bad days and never get angry. He's, you know, he's over all of it. But, um. I think it's really interesting that that's like okay in the Bible because it's like if it's in the Bible, like a lot of Christian people are like, well, King David wrote it, so mm. it has value. But I'm um, actually a year ago yesterday, I finally got to see one of my favorite Christian bands called King's Kaleidoscope. They're out of Seattle. Uh, so before they didn't travel too far, so I never got a chance to see them. Finally got to see them, and they did perform their most controversial song, which is a song called The Prayer or A, a Prayer. One of the two, uh, which is what the song. Where'd you see him at? What venue? Uh, it was in Ellensburg. Oh, nice. So uh, the song was super controversial because they um, are a Christian band, and normally they they're known for doing really funky, actually unique remakes of hymns and other songs. But uh, the song he drops an F bomb twice. Mm. <laughs> so he says
1: it, forgiveness twice. I know. Oh. <laughs>
0: So if you're looking at the CD on your like uh, your iPhone, you see the little explicit symbol next oh, to just the, just the one track, and you're like, "What?" I know when it came out, I saw it beforehand, so I knew it was coming, but it was still like it actually made me like listen to it first because I was <laughs> like, "What is in this track?" And so how the how the song goes is it's this really heartfelt, very David-esque prayer of like, "I am in a really hard place right now, and I'm really struggling." And so one half of the song is this guy's prayer, and he's not saying, like, whatever you to God. He's saying just, like, at the situation, like, this is awful, and he's using choice language. And then there's silence, where it's just, like, this horn solo, which sounds weird, but it's just... (laughs) (laughs) It goes into this, like... Nothing
1: like a good horn solo after I you drop an F-bomb. Not
0: saxophone horn. Yeah, we're no, keeping it classy. Yeah, yeah classy. French but it, horn, probably. Because he's speaking French. Oh! Uh, so he, he spits out this, like, hurt prayer, and then it's, like, this quiet, almost like, is this it? Like, he's, he's unloaded, and now there's nothing? And then it just, like, screams in with, like, God's response, just like... Totally blowing them over, being like, I got you, we've got this, like, this doesn't change anything. And it's, to me, it's... Actually, a really emotional song when you listen to it, because I feel like even with a lot of the popular Christian media out there, the songs about the bad days still just, they don't feel like they go, like the (laughs) pool isn't that deep. Yeah, right. You know, it's like a three feet, they're kind of just like, and my car broke down and everything's going to be okay. I got cut
1: off, but that's all right.
0: (laughs) So it's nothing that you would hear on the K-Love uh, but to me, I think the realness of it is what makes it so beautiful and that, like, God's like, yeah, these are, this is a real prayer and this is a real response of, like, like I love you and I'm just as mad at the situation as you are mm-hmm. and, like, let's get through this. So I love that you talked about um, authentic prayers because I feel like that's, we we sometimes forget that that is a thing and that's a powerful thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Good. Um, I, I I don't really have. I don't think anything more that I felt like I cut out of that one. Um, I felt like I had two big passages and basically just I felt bad. I didn't. I didn't have a, a lot of original content. Um, because I just read a lot of verses and so I kept the I kept the media the guys busy. Was good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I kept the the guys in the back clicking, uh, clicking in bed. It was a but
0: slide heavy. We got to get a little finger weights because they were flexing those <laughs> yeah. pointer finger yeah, muscles. Yeah, that's what they
1: need. Those guys. <laughs> Um. So, anyways, that's good. Uh, we got one more week of that series left. So this week will be the conclusion. So we'd love to have you back for that. And then we start a brand new series uh, at the following week. That's going to be about Jesus, leading up to Easter, which is always going to be Easter's April Fool's Day. In fact, um, we put new um,
0: reading material for you.
1: I, I call them <laughs> urinal posters, but I I don't know what they would be in the women's restroom. But
0: stall, stall inserts. Yeah,
1: stall inserts. That's a much better appropriate way. <laughs> we'll edit that out stall inserts We so we put some stall inserts in and you wrote the all the content for the little stuff you know like the little advertisements or whatever and you for the easter times thing you wrote don't be a fool and miss out on our easter services or whatever and it, when i first read it, i didn't catch oh. that it's even fools and i was like margo that's really aggressive <laughs>
0: Like, That's why I put it in like capital letters to like. I, like uh, well, I uh, that
1: I didn't catch it uh, until later. You said something about peeps, like invite all of your peeps, uh, and then I was like, okay, oh, it's a. It's uh, not a double entendre. That's dirty. What's the other one? It's got double meaning or whatever. Anyways, I see what she's doing now, but it took me a while. I almost like called you and was like, hey, this uh,
0: this is, this is
1: not really our language. <laughs> We're not really, we don't really call people fools for not coming to our church.
0: Mr. T, just do a picture of Mr. T next sir. Yeah, don't be a fool.
1: Um, <laughs> uh, so anyways, that was kind of an ironic, funny thing, but whatever.
0: Yep. Hey, East, let's should Easter. we jump
1: into our something? I mean, we crushed that. Like this is the shortest podcast ever, you guys.
0: Eric Rotnes is very excited. He's our podcast critic.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on we're staff. we're moving fast, and I'm sure he's on board with us. In fact, last week I mentioned uh, that Eric has been criticizing, not criticizing, but critiquing whatever all of my ideas Refining. for say something interesting, uh, and he's been like, "I already knew all of those." And so I've just decided. Here's the deal. I'm going to, from here on out, I'm just going to preface everything with Eric probably already saw this or Eric's done this already, but um, I'm going to talk about it anyways, uh, as, and I'm not going to like mention this. So this is the only time for those of you listening to this podcast that I will mention why and who Eric is from here on out. I'll just kind of say that in passing and you guys will know. I listen to another podcast every week called uh, the Popcast, and they did a, an episode called uh misheard lyrics a while back. And popular mysteries. So they'd play a song and then all these you know friends would write in and say, What did you hear in the song? Or what would some of my favorite ones were the Lion King theme song that we've talked about before, the Oh my god, a Penguin a Llama, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, and then but then one of the the more popular ones was um, Don't Go Jason Waterfalls. Oh gosh. <laughs> they, somebody thought that she had a boyfriend named Jason Waterfalls and I'm asking you to please not leave Jason Waterfalls. And so that was that. Had, that became a character for them it was so funny that from that point on they acted as if they had an intern. They, uh. they act as if they have an intern named Jason Waterfalls. <laughs> And so now if you listen to the podcast later on, they'll be like, so our intern, Jason Waterfalls, and people be like, that's crazy name. Like, uh, that's unbelievable. That sounds like the song TLC. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, that's weird. So they like, Jason Waterfalls over here, love the new, the, you know, Black Panther movie. He just thought it was, you know, all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, no. So funny. So anyways, in the same motif. He's a
0: real person, though.
1: Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. <laughs> Eric's a real person. Uh, and but I'm just going to be like, yeah, Eric probably already knows all about this but anyways so uh why don't you go first because you you had an interesting one that um that you brought up a little bit last week and researched with we, we had some fun kind of researching this together but i'll i i do not want to steal your thunder so you you take it
0: so one of my favorite places to travel in the united states is new orleans Not-lands. new orleans i did some katrina
1: relief and that was great uh we i've never been to new orleans i want to go so bad
0: you gotta go i know i do everything but bourbon street and yeah, i, I
1: want to see bourbon street <laughs>
0: I throw out the, the caveat that people think Bourbon Street is bars. Let's just say it's bars it smell like urine. Well bars and more so like triple X like R rated
1: Okay, that's not why I want to go entertainment but there's just there's just like a, that's what you see when they do like the part like this the uh, Super Bowl parades and stuff like that. Like I like could that.
0: handle rowdy bars. It was the other side that I was like, Oh, this is gross. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm sure it is.
1: I also want to go to Cafe Du Monde, obviously. Yes.
0: So that is the beignet. Have a beignet place. Yeah. That's open twenty four hours. Is if, it really? I didn't know that. And if you go during the morning, it will be all little old Asian ladies. Yeah. And if you go in the evening, it's all these tiny little Hispanic dudes. And I don't know why, but that's like it mm. looks like the same person that they've just cloned for like one shift or the other.
1: <laughs> oh, that's who's working. Yeah. Oh, I thought that's even the customers. It's like not they all... like, No,
0: no, it's not mix and match. It's like the staff literally. Mm, who makes the better like, beignet? I've gone to both and I have no complaints. No complaints so. <laughs> either way. Super good. But anyway, so I've gone a couple times. Um, me and my mom recently, well, I say recently now, it's not so recently. After we graduated college, we road tripped from New Hampshire, went to Savannah, which I love, Savannah, Georgia, visited my sister in Miami, and then drove to New Orleans and then back to New Hampshire. Uh, which is great. Um, that's a haul. It is a haul, but it was fun. Like, yeah. I, I'm i down for the road trip.
1: Yeah, you definitely are. <laughs> we talked yesterday. She's like, I'm going to go. Where are I've never go?
0: flown to New Orleans. So that's. You were going to go
1: somewhere that's nine hours away. And you acted like that was like going oh, to Canada work.
0: Banff National Park. Yeah. I'm going to go to Canada. Banff.
1: Yeah. I was like, nine hours. Dude.
0: That's chump change.
1: <laughs> oh, man, I'm packing a tent. <laughs> stopping halfway. <laughs> Stopping in Ellensburg. Go ahead. Uh,
0: So, yes, highly recommend New Orleans uh, minus Bourbon Street. I guess poke your head around the corner, be like, ah, yes, and then keep walking. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) But uh, one of my favorite, I love doing all the tours, like all, even like the cheesy, like ghost tours or funky tours. There's just, my favorite one is actually a walking tour of the Garden District. Ah, uh, just because you get to see these beautiful old mansions, like where Sandra Bullock lives and where the Peyton Manning's parents live, and
1: <laughs> like currently live there. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool.
0: <laughs> and some other, but just beautiful houses. But uh, one of my favorite things Sandra that we Sandra Bullock
1: does not strike me as a New Orleans. She adopted. She, she
0: was huge during Hurricane Katrina for donating to the relief, especially yeah. for schools, and she adopted two children. From New Orleans. Interesting. Okay. Yes. Uh, anyways, so uh, so she bought a house there so that she would not take them out of their culture and their kind of like hometown. And so she's like one of the most famous. Actually, Richard Simmons is a native of New Orleans, which is also another one of those weird celebrity. Nice. Anyways, <laughs> the something interesting. Have we is, found him yet? No, I don't, still, I don't think still so. Still not? Okay. So, uh, New Orleans is pretty well known for their cemeteries, and there's several, but the most famous one is St. Louis Number 1, uh, which if you do visit, I give you the caveat that it is like right on the projects, so make sure you go... I thought you were going to say X-rated again. No. <laughs> It's, it's not that's in a great thing, neighborhood. Extreme over there, man. Jeez. I mean, they're kind of infamous that like people get mugged at them. So like, never go at dusk or nighttime and go and.
1: Uh, yeah, that's a general rule for cemeteries in general. Let's just make that. Well, like it's the especially board.
0: easy to like hide behind because all the graves are elevated. It's especially easy to like just jump out and Got get it. someone. So, um, I went with my mom, but St. Louis number one's the most popular one, so there's tons of people there. Uh, but. You're walking around and you see all these all these graves that are cool. You have um Marie Laveau, who is the big voodoo queen, whose graves covered with like Cran Royal bottles and vials of chicken blood, and uh, so she was a voodoo queen. So people would draw three X's with a red brick on her grave and like spin around and spit on it or something for good luck. So it's just all the superstition and history is cool. But in the midst of this history, you turn a corner and you see the ugliest thing, I've, or it just looks ugly because it stands out, is this pristine white pyramid. It's, I don't know, maybe five feet tall. It looks like the top of the George Washington Monument. And on it, it says Cage or Nicholas Cage.
1: G Nick Cage. The N I C.
0: So I was so bamboozled by seeing this that I had to research it because I'm like, he's alive. But apparently, if um, since all these the cemeteries are fixed in size, so the plots have belonged to families since like sixteen, fifteen hundreds. So it's really hard to get a grave be- unless you're related to someone. So what you have to wait is for like three or four generations of no one new being interred in a <laughs> grave plot, and then they just bulldoze Aww. all these families' remains, and you can, or you can join theirs as well. <laughs> okay I try not to make this creepy but it is anyways there's no way around that Nick Cage bought like three plots to build this giant monstrosity in like the most famous oldest graveyard in New Orleans and there's lots of theories behind it because it's so unusual Uh, some are like he's in the Illuminati hence why it's a pyramid one of my favorite ones because after he bought this in two homes in New Orleans he was arrested for tax evasion and lost his properties was that he was just it's full of money (laughs) so you think the people have
1: broken in at this point and checked it out. Because the
0: government is uh, not allowed to exhume a grave site to search for money without like huge orders and stuff like that. It's a big deal. So everyone's like, that's where he's got to keep his cash, yo. But if you're ever bored on the Googles, just Google Nicolas Cage It looks pyramid.
1: like the Luxor... From Vegas, like that kind of...
0: It just like I understand maybe wanting to be buried in this cool spot, but why yeah. make something that's so out of character? It totally
1: stands out against like the backdrop of everything else that's there. And I, I haven't seen it. I just saw the pictures that you, you showed me. But yeah, it definitely looks like, oh, somebody is a bit pretentious about that. And I don't even, <laughs> but, <laughs> like, he's
0: not from New Orleans. I don't know, like, what his <laughs> love is, but it's, it's you, really fascinating. Do you think to, it's
1: part of, like, another... Book that like comes out after uh what was the National Treasure? Is that what he is? Well, every, that's
0: another theory. It's because there's a pyramid on the movie poster. And they're like, oh,
1: he's so into pyramids. National Treasure three, come find me in my grave, or <laughs> I'm just some. <something.
0: laughs> it's just first off, it's bizarre to see a celebrity's grave pre-mortem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like I don't know, and then it's just so odd that it's where it is and it's what it is. Sure. It just adds to the enigma that is Nicolas Cage.
1: Yeah. Uh, so if you are a regular listener of the podcast here, then you know, you're probably uh, immediately, we didn't even address this at the beginning, and we should have. Where's Kylie? Because you uh-huh. promised me Kylie, and that's probably the only reason why, you're, why you listened to this one. And now we're 26 minutes in and still know Kylie. She actually uh, had a dentist appointment today. I, I did not look at my calendar when I promised uh, that she would be here. And uh, so anyways, she has promised to uh, be on, on the show next week.
0: So we'll be rounding off our relationship. Rounding off our
1: relationship, which is a good finish. It, that'd be it'd be a good a good thing there.
0: She gets to go and say, he's I, a liar. I also
1: Yeah, I also bring it up because she introduced uh, my Say Something Interesting uh, topic this week. She told me about a new podcast that Eric's already heard of, but it's called <laughs> Homecoming. By Gimlet Media, have you uh, mm-hmm. I, I mentioned? Uh, I, we talked about it a little bit before beforehand. Uh, it they describe it like in there about as an experimental fiction podcast written by Micah Bloomberg and Eli Horowitz. And it's got, it, it, it's kind of like one of those fictional narratives where they come across as it's almost trying to be real. Uh, like a little bit like uh, the, the Night Vale podcast that was famous a couple years ago. But that one felt a little bit cheesy to me at or some point. black
0: points. tapes or Yeah, or rabbits. remember rabbits? Yeah, yes. we watched,
1: listened to rabbits together. It's it's like that, uh, but a little bit less weird. It's about um, uh, men coming, uh, or uh, military people coming home from being Um, abroad you know on on duty or what do they call it deployed Uh, coming back from deployment and reintegrating back into society so like a a little mid mid step in there and there's like a counselor who records her sessions with these guys and something's going on and it's fishy and hijinks ensue and it's super I I feel
0: like hijinks is like the not right word hijinks
1: ensue is like the greatest line ever because it's like I don't have to explain to you what actually happened you you know what I'm talking about this is worth listening to Um, it's a great podcast Kylie uh, like showed me this I I have to make it very clear. Like, I didn't find this. She did. Uh, but it's a super great one. And it features, a, like, a cast of uh, David Schwimmer, the um, Ross from Friends. Uh, it also is Catherine Keener, Oscar Isaac, uh, David Cross, and Amy Sedaris. Those are, like, the five main um, characters on there and so you can kind of like listen to the voice and be like I know that voice I know that voice <laughs> and you know that they're legit and uh, I'm only uh, four episodes in I, I will have to say uh, it's NSFBM not safe for uh, Brent's mom um, so you do have to it, it comes with the explicit logo on it and it's not King's Kaleidoscope it's explicit <laughs> it's, it's beyond that um, but, uh, but it's been very interesting so far and and it's
0: the, cheaper than an audiobook. It's free. 99. It's free
1: 99. It's on Apple iTunes. And the best part I think about it all is it's 20 minute episodes. Um, and so you can like literally my drive at, at five o'clock when I leave here to go home is 20 minutes. I can get pretty much a full episode in. I'll sit in my driveway for like the last minute or two, and not turn it off. Um, but, uh, anyways, if you're uh, if you're a podcaster and I mean, you you are because you're listening to this, um, if you're looking for kind of a fun, uh, interesting one that's that's a little bit more less nonfiction based and uh, a little more fun to listen to, check out Homecoming. And they just released season two, so um, I cannot vouch for that. I can vouch for the first three episodes of season one. I like those. <laughs> Awesome. Next week, uh finishing off our It's Complicated Series, Kylie will be here and um we will see you back then as well. So thanks for listening. However you found us and however you're listening, we're so glad that you do. Uh keep up the uh the plays, the likes, and you can find us on social media. Um at Brent Johnson, J O H N S E N Margot is
0: Adventures and Caffeine.
1: Adventures and caffeine. Uh, let us know of of anything else that you found interesting. Help us to come up with. Uh, we'll a, give you a shout out. Yeah, extra ideas, and I promise to give you credit, just like I gave Kylie credit. I have to. I, this is the third time I've said I give Kylie <laughs> credit because she's always like, "That's my idea.
0: You stole my idea." My beautiful, wonderful, my wife. my beautiful,
1: wonderful, amazing wife. We just hit thirty minutes. We're gonna let you go. Uh, thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye.